is going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode five, season three of the hashtag Are You Okay Mate podcast. Before I go any further, make sure you're hitting the like and subscribe buttons and getting at my socials down there. Right, my guest today, beautiful lady on my left, <laughs> the wonderful Kelly Cartwright. Kelly, part of the podcast, Are You Okay Mate? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, thank you. I'm buzzing. I'm hyped. I'm I'm chilled in my teddy bear jumper, <laughs> as you just alluded to. I'm uh, yeah, it's not. Cute. It's good, isn't it? It's it's it, mixed reviews when I got it. Mixed I like it. Mixed but reviews. has the teddy bear got a name? Don't know. Should we name him? Should I don't know what though. There you go. Name him in the comments. Name him in the comments on YouTube, guys. Name the teddy bear in the comments. Um, Kelly, for those who don't know who you are. Who is Kelly Cartwright? So I own Jack Norfolk. We're a specialist construction recruitment agency based in Norwich to find all of East Anglia. And yeah. I head it up. Bit of an advocate for women in construction. Yeah. All things construction. Business leaders, women in business. A hundred percent. Like, as I described you, a bit of a powerhouse. <laughs> like that's, a, that's what you want to call me? Yeah, a bit of a powerhouse. No, to be... So we first met probably two years ago now. I think it'd be longer. I um, I was thinking about this the other day. Yeah, possibly longer. Because you came in. I came in and done a talk, yeah. right? And I was trying that to. F- I was trying to think longer. how did that come about? Because obviously St Nits and Norwich are masses apart. I think it was social media. The powers of social. There you go. The powers of social yeah. media. Yeah, but I came in one of the f- one of the first ever talks I did actually. I think it was like second or third one I ever did. I never will forget it. Got a parking ticket. No, you did not. Yeah, I did. Because well, I drove into Norwich City Centre. Like today, actually, it's a bit of payback. Do you remember? Because I w- I was in the wrong place at first. Because I called you. Yes, and you were like, "Where are you?" Yeah, I called. I was opposite a police station. I called you. I was like, "I'm opposite the cop shop." You was like, "Yeah, you're not in the right place." <laughs> <laughs> so I drove into Norwich City Centre, and I parked outside the town hall, like the big city hall. Yeah, and I got a parking ticket, and it was it was very wet, very rainy, but it was absolutely amazing. Just sat with you and your three girls. We had, had chocolate biscuits as well. We had chocolate biscuits. Big up the chocolate biscuits. We did things. Thing, things have moved on. People are putting me in hotels now. So just okay, just for next time, yeah. Just for next time, <laughs> get the Radisson Blue booked. Um, no, it was good. It was really nice to to talk to you and your girls. Now, one thing about you, Kelly, is you're massively passionate about mental health in construction so what's your own experiences around mental health I think people because you're a business leader think you don't have mental health problems and your own anxieties I did a post a few weeks ago about I get a really bad anxiety rash on my chest yeah looks like someone's come over to me and like chucked a hot cup of tea on me everyone laughs it's a bit of a joke but people don't see that side they just think Oh, yeah, she's smashing it. She walks on building sites. She doesn't get anxiety, but I actually do. Yeah. Um, it's when you go into, like, certain settings. So, like, an awards evening, I can't stand it because everyone's looking at you. I feel like everyone's okay. judging you. Everyone's like, who's that? Yeah. Um, and, like, big audiences. So, like, when I host our golf day, at the end I do the awards. Yeah. And I'm stood there and I'm like, oh, I just want to get this done really quick. Wow, okay. Because I just feel like all these eyes are on me. Yeah. I know they are, like, in a construction world, but, yeah, just something about that makes me... Yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about being a female in the construction world. Um, so, yeah, what, so is it like a social anxiety you suffer? Yeah, I think so. I don't really know. Like, this sort of thing, not a problem. 
going out with girls in like a big crowd, that kind of thing doesn't bother me. It's just, I don't know, just being all eyes on you. It's crazy, right, with anxiety. So I was, um, when I was at Bolton Wanderers, I am just name dropping everywhere at the minute. I know. Like, I'm Radisson, Bolton. Yeah, I'm at West Brom tom- on Thursday. But when I was at Bolton, um, I was talking to the guy after I'd done my talk. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, Jay, do you get nervous? I was like, do you know what's the madness? And this is what my anxiety is like. I said, you could fill every single seat in that stadium full of strangers, put me on the centre circle, and I would gladly talk. Send me into a pub with three mates that have been there before me. My anxiety is disgusting. I hate walking into a room after people have got there. So I like to be the first one there because, yeah, it just my anxiety is disgusting when I go into somewhere with people I know, yet walking into a room full of strangers, mm-hmm. I'm absolutely fine with. And, and like I guess, like you say, because people see you in the position you're in, that they think that you're Teflon almost. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. you don't and and this is this is the thing with anxiety in particular. It manifests itself in different ways. Like you get a physical manifestation of it as well, right? With the with, yeah. the, with the hot cup of tea rash, as we call it. I call him my mate now, but yeah. it is because it's so visual as well. So is it sore or does it No, just it's just it literally feels like you're on fire. Right. And obviously it's like just red and blotch. It's just horrible. When you start suffering these anxiety attacks and when you get that rash how do you ground yourself like what do you do to manage that but i find going outside and standing in like cool fresh air makes me like chill a bit okay and i try and sort of you've got to try and just manage it and be like don't worry about it because i think it then evolves because you're like oh i've got the rash and i've got a dress on or oh people can see it they'll think oh what's what's that on her neck I then try and make a bit of a joke out of it. Like, I'll text the girls. Like, the picture I used a couple of weeks ago was actually what I put in the group chat to the work girls going, oh, look, my mate's made an appearance yeah. tonight. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So just trying to make a bit of a joke out of it and just yeah. try and roll with it. But So you just try to just try to let it happen, right? You just yeah. allow. And I think that's a really good tip for anyone that does, does suffer with anxiety. Like, just allow it. Just let it happen. Yeah, listen, everyone that does suffer with anxiety will understand when I say... Like, when it attacks, it feels like it's the worst thing in the world. Like, I'm the same with you. I just allow it now. Like, literally, Sunday, I'd have an awful day with my anxiety. It was through the roof. I don't know if it's because of everything that's going on in the world. Um, probably because I didn't have my kids as well. I spent mm-hmm. too much time on my own, in my own head. Like, does that is that another thing for you? Because, like, you're really busy. <laughs> like, you're on everything. Wake up to money, panel <laughs> shows, podcasts. Like, you know when you stop? How's that feel? I like it though. So I try and I always think it's really important to get some respite. So yeah. I go on holiday quite a lot. Yeah. But then I turn my phone off. I turn like the work phone stays at the, the office and I will literally be radio silence. And actually, I think just that cleansing of my brain is because all the time there's so much going on. You're like 300 miles an hour. Got this to do, da 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 da. Like you're, yeah. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like the one thing I've noticed about you, like you're just always doing stuff. I know. Like always <laughs> doing stuff, and I think any good business leader, my mate Alex Hughes, is exactly the same. He's just always doing stuff. Now, fair play to you, man. Like, yeah, it's good. It's good that you're busy. So, let's talk about the construction industry mm-hmm. and mental health in the construction industry. Something I am massively passionate about. I wouldn't be doing any of this, yeah, had it not been my experiences with mental health and being in that is 
environment. It's a tough environment. Like, the toxic masculinity within the construction industry is a joke. Absolutely. Like a massive joke that isn't funny. And it needs stamping out. And this is why we do stuff like this, right? So uh, how many guys have you got in your books? Thousands, like probably 30,000, 40,000 people. 40,000 lads on your books. Yeah, that we all have contact with every day. 40,000 lads. So enough to fill Peterborough United Stadium mm-hmm. three times over, roughly. Whether that's they're working for us, not working for us, we're still having contact so with that's these guys. So like that's that's a mind blowing figure. So with the construction industry and like I say, the mental health, the way it's viewed, because for everyone that wants to do some good, you've got ten people that don't really understand it. You've got yeah. ten people that don't see it as a problem. How in your position do you help your lads and do you manage that? Like, do your lads know they can ring you? And say like I'm my depression's really bad today. Can you phone the site manager and tell him I'm not coming in? Because like you've supplied me with lads, mm-hmm. some good, big up Martin, <laughs> big up Luke, some bad, <laughs> Gareth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, Gareth. If you're watching this, I hope you're well. Um, yeah, but no, you've supplied me with some lads, and like they've not turned in some days, and. I don't know if they're suffering with mental health problems or not. And the point, uh, the point I'm trying to make to you is, as a site manager, me personally, mm-hmm. I would much rather a labourer, a joiner, a ground worker call me personally and go, Jamie, like my mental health's really bad today. Can't come into work. I understand it. So from your point of view, how do we bridge that gap between a labourer or someone feeling so bad they can't come into work with their mental health but then not just turning up and not relate. Like, how do we allow them to relay that message on? I think there's a level of trust, isn't there, that they know that they can call me, there's no judgment, and you'll then have that conversation with the site manager. The problem is the site manager is probably under a lot of pressure to deliver that project. Yes. So then there's, you've got to get that understanding from him <coughs> where he's just in deadline, that person's not in, that's going to impact that deadline and his senior management don't get those fundamentals. So this is what I'm saying. So in my position mm-hmm. as a site manager that understands mental health and has had my own problems, well-documented problems, like I get it. If you was to call me mm-hmm. and go, oh, such and such is really struggling with his anxiety, he's not in today, call. Let me call him to make sure he's all right. Conversation had. For someone who doesn't understand, like what's your what's your role in that? Like, are you having those conversations? Are you yeah. educating site managers? Yeah, and I think as well, like we're trying to actively promote it within our business. So it sounds silly, but I've got like a little badge, which is green, and it's I always wear it outside my high vis. Yeah. And everyone looks at it because it's green, it's not our colours. And they're like, what's that? And it's just saying, I'm here to talk. And it's just, they then pick that up I and think, oh, so then there's that. I know I can talk to Kelly. Yeah. And we have those confidential conversations that they know they can have just have a cup of tea or give me a call yeah. and we can have that call. That's that's nice. Have you had much experience of lads on site that have suffered with mental health, like be real with it, and then called you and said, I don't want to tell the site guys? Yep. Wow. That's amazing. Like, But I think it's that taboo of, oh, you've got to be a man and all that sort of nonsense that goes on of yeah. you've got to be brave, whereas I think with me they feel like they can have that conversation, they feel more comfortable having that conversation with someone like me than they do a site manager. 
Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like that for me, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I, that that really that's that's really upsetting to hear, especially if it's like I'm just thinking about my own personal situation. If I've ever had a lad that's worked for me that has not felt comfortable in talking to me about his mental health, but spoke to someone else about it. Like I look at that, like there's still loads of work to be done. Oh, absolutely. But then I think there's a lot of people that are investing in mental health first aiders. But then I think there's going from it's a tick box, doing that to actually having that open door policy that they can have a, ca- like a, a chat confidentially yeah. and having that support and feeling like they've got that go to. So I'll I'll, I'll, I'll spin this around. Go on then. So from someone, I'll, I'll tell you a story about when I was looking for work in 2018. So in 2018, when I got signed off from David Wilson, got signed off work sick. I wasn't nowhere near as vocal about my mental health as I am now. But I still, I'd started to post about it, but I still needed a job. So I got an interview at a house builder. I'm not going to name names. And um, I was driving to, so the, 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 the recruitment agency I went to set the interview up for me. They're like, yep, CV's perfect. You're a perfect fit. Out of interest, why have you been off work? So I was, I was honest with her and I told her that I had a breakdown and, mental health had been really bad and she was like okay drive into the interview to meet with this construction director and contracts manager as i just as i'm getting into the car park the phone rings and it's the girl that set up the interview and i thought i thought oh she's just checking that i've got there all right so i answer the phone and we're chatting and she goes oh by the way just before you go in when they ask why you've stopped working do not be honest with them. And I was like, what? And she's like, don't tell them you've been signed off with mental health problems because they won't give you the job. And I was like, <laughs> awesome. So like... Do if I really th- want to work for this company anyway then? Right, so if this was to happen to me now, it wouldn't even be a conversation. No. Like, it's not a conversation to be had. But back then, I was, you know, I, was, I weren't in a very good place mentally anyway. And I needed to find... I needed this job. And I sat down with the construction director contracts manager and I interviewed really well and I got the job and a year later I had a breakdown I got really unwell at work and my performance started to suffer and in that job when the site manager's performance starts to suffer you can tell like it's, it's big problems you know it's not it's not toilets not getting clean mm-hmm. it's not lintels not getting put away it's roof trusses not being ordered it's stuff not being checked, you know, it's, it's real big, it's customers yeah. being ignored. Not that I ever ignored any customers, by the way. But, um, and then I ended up having a conversation with this construction director and I told him about my mental health problems and he went, why didn't you tell me that when you started? He said, because I can't see that as an excuse now. So his attitude needed changing, get that, but since then I've thought, that should have been a conversation early. Like, mm-hmm. what, what, f- from your point of view, from a recruitment consultant's point of view, from someone who, who puts people in that position, how does that look to you that that agency told me not to be honest? But then I hate lies in any form, whether that's professionally or personally, just to be honest. Because mm-hmm. I think lies will always catch up with you. And actually, I think you could have had more support if 
you they'd known from the start or if they weren't willing to interview because of your mental health that's not the right job for you to be going into and that's yeah, not the right business I understand that so i think from that perspective that is just baffling but it does happen and that's why recruiters get a bad name because all they think about is the cash mm-hmm. it's not actually this is somebody's life and their career it's oh, i'm just going to put someone into work because i want that money yeah yeah it's it's a it's a tricky one like i've had this conversation before and like, it's interesting. Every time I have this conversation, I'll get a different answer. There's no right or wrong answer. Like, someone said that, to, I had a, this conversation, someone said to me, well, the role wasn't right for you. But had they allowed you to be honest, mm-hmm. you could have sat there with that construction director who said, look, you're going to be under a lot of pressure for delivery. Maybe this role isn't right for you. Or had that conversation at the beginning of the recruitment process and said, I'm not going to put you forward for this role. Yep. Because how would you feel, like, if you put someone forward for a role, they got it, and then you found out that they do have mental health problems, and then they did have a breakdown. I'd feel awful. Because you put them in that position. You, you, you didn't put them in that position. They put themselves no. in that position by applying for the job, but you facilitated that. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's where, again, it goes back to these are individuals. They're people. They're humans, just like me. And that's what I think a lot of people forget is that. So what's the answer then? How do, how do, we, how do we get the message into the construction industry? think you've just got to really push it like doing what we're doing opening up talking to people and just educating people i think is the massive thing but it's a bit what i touched on earlier of not just going on a course it's actually then doing something from that course so yeah there's, there's too much I mean? tick. like my own experience there's too much tick box oh we've got mental health first aid it's brilliant so what are you actually doing about it who are you working with to raise awareness what are you doing and what are you sort of like obviously that post of mine that was to encourage other people of course to then say Oh, she's quite a powerful lady in business and in construction. Yeah. We should have a leaf out of her book. And the amount of people that have then subsequently reached out from that post, I think, is then the the reason you think, should I post this? Should I not? Yeah. See, that. Uh, my, my answer to that is yes, post. Post away. Yeah. And but you hesitate. And then I thought, no, but this has got to be, this is going to help and yeah. hopefully encourage others to talk about their mental health. It's the, yeah. And... The, the reason that it does need work is because these lads spend the majority of their time on site. Mm-hmm. Spend more time on site than they do with their missus. And this is, what I, this is what I used to tell the lads. Like, you spend more time with me mm-hmm. than you do with your wife. Like, the construct... Uh, it's, it's not even a conversation for me. Like, everywhere should be safe to talk. Yeah. Uh, but I think, especially on site, where lads do tend to suffer a bit more because it can be a lonely old place at times. Like, let's just... Pick a trade out, uh, a second fixed joiner. If he's doing a plot by himself, which they do, yeah. and he's suffering, it's a long old day. Nailing on skirtings and arcs. You get a site manager coming in every two hours going, when are you going to be out of here? When are you going to be out of here? Yeah. Like, believe, I know it, I've been there, I've done it. And I'm sorry to any joiner I've ever put un- under any pressure. <laughs> Not really, just work hard, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, it's a lonely place, yeah. right? Or machine operators. Yeah, sat in a cab all day. I spoke to a towel crane operator literally two weeks ago who opened up to me. Again, I'm not going to mention his name, but I'm tremendously proud of him. He'll listen to this. Tremendously proud of him talking to me. And he opened up about his battles. And I was like, "What? how long are you in the cab for? He said, I'm in there for 14 hours a day, Jack. I was like, right, that's 70 hours a week. Mm-hmm you're dealing with this by yourself. Yeah. And he goes, I don't talk to anyone. I don't talk to my missus. And I was like, do you talk to anyone at work? He was like, no, I can't. He goes, I can't talk to my foreman. I was like, that's crazy. 
So you're right, it's by doing stuff like this and for me just by allowing conversations and allowing the lads a safe space to speak up and if any of you that listen to that ever come across me on a site, like feel free to talk to me and feel free to open up and I encourage any construction directors, contracts managers, managing directors, anyone within the construction industry that listens to this or watches this, please allow that conversation with your lads because potentially it could save a life. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, being a female in the construction industry, like, how is that? Like, how have you found it? As to be expected, as soon as you step out on site, it's like nobody's ever seen a female in their life. Let me pause you there. <laughs> because I, again, talking in my background as a site manager, I've been there when the girl turns up with her high heels in, she comes into the office with a calendar. Where's my calendar? Where's my pad? Where's my, my diary? Car? Got it all. Good. Yeah, no, they, turn up with a, <laughs> they turn up with a desk pad, a diary, and a packet of jammy dodgers, right? And I've got to build 150 houses in a week. And you want to take up an hour of my time talking about labour. Like, that's how they're viewed, right? <laughs> Has that changed? It's like, are you seeing a shift? Like, like I say, because you're massively, res- in my eyes, like, I massively respect you. Thank you. Like, that in that means in- a lot for l- me. Like, in the industry, I massively respect you. Like, when I had that project in Norfolk, like, the first thing I did was, like, right, I'm going to use Kelly for my labour because I know she's going to be reliable. I know she's going to send me 80% good lads, 20% bad lads. <laughs> But no, I, I just know I'm going to get what yeah. I need. And also, let me tell you something. I don't know if you get the chance to do this. Speaking to the lads that work for you, every single one of them mm-hmm. has said that you were the best they'd worked for. Like, every single one of them. Because obviously, we speak on site. Yeah. So, like, and they all, they're all signed up to every single agency going. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Like, they sign up to everyone, and if they can get 3p an hour more from Hayes, they'll <laughs> go. Um, but no, they, like, you are massively respected in the construction industry. Well, it's because we like to treat our guys as people, not just you're a name, a number, go out to work. It's They're actually individuals. Even little things like Christmas, we sent them all a little bobble hat, like, with our branding on it, just as a thank you ever so much for what you've done, Merry Christmas. It's just a token gesture that, like, we all take client stuff out for Christmas, but... Without the guys out on site working for us, 100%. what's the point? We ain't got business. You ain't got business without your guys, right? No. With, without people, you're just a yeah. you're just a name. Exactly. And a bobblehead. Yeah. I never got bobblehead. Yeah, I know. I think you need one. I don't. Mine, mine's sick. Nice Chicago Bulls one. Um, I think no, 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 no. Like so, yeah. So, have you seen like um like a change in attitude from when you first started in the construction industry? A little bit, but you still get it. So I did obviously that week out on site labouring last year. Which I absolutely loved. Yeah. But even that point, even the site manager who I know really well was like, I'm so shocked at how much you grafted. Wow. And I was like, mate, you've known me for like 10 years. Yeah. I haven't just done this for like a jolly. I've done it to actually prove a point. It's such an archaic way of looking at things. Yeah. And I, I'm going to, I'll expose myself here. Whenever I've had a female trade on site, I've been, oh, don't come at me in the comments, girls. Please don't come at me in the comments. <laughs> but. I have been like, oh, is she going to be any good? Mm-hmm. And every single one of them I've had has been, like, one of the best. I'll shout her out now, Kirby Biddle, right? Kirby, painter. So her old man owns a painting company. I don't know if they're still around. And um, I was really struggling on site, and I was like, you need to send me another painter. And this girl turned up. 
come in the office. I was like, all right. She went, oh, yeah, I'm from G&G. And um, she goes, oh, she comes to do some customer care initially. And I was like, right. And then I said to my assistant, Aaron, I was like, just make sure you check her work. And, like, every, she gets everything signed off. Like, all the customers were really happy. And she's done a bit of snagging. And like, within a week, I was like, right, I just want Kirby on my site. Like, she's amazing. And so is there a little bit of, because of how females, because there is this sexism that's there, is there a little bit of, right, I've got to prove myself? Oh, right. yeah, we're on instantly on the back foot, aren't we? Got you? to prove myself in this industry. Yeah. Is that, like, is that a thing? Yeah. How do your girls find it when they go out on site? Because, like, yeah, you're, you're a different animal. Do you know what I mean? Like, you so have to be, though, because if you walk out on site all timid and shy, you'd get eaten alive. You have got to be able to literally walk on and be like, I know everyone's looking at me, but whatever. Yeah. And you have got to just focus and just crack on with it because if yeah. not the lads would just take the mic yeah okay that's good no it's a wonderful attitude to have kelly and like i say I, I, I do admire you tremendously and you've never let me down you've never let me down um and all the work you do surrounding mental health as well particularly within construction it's needed it's so needed and i don't f like do you like, do you agree with me here the job's never going to be done yeah i think they like yeah, we're going to forever be doing it. And I think until nature takes its course in the sense that senior management who have a certain age of a certain attitude, and this is nothing, by the way, whenever I talk about this, this is no disrespect to these guys, but this is all they know. Yeah. Like some of the best construction directors I've worked for and I know are fucking brilliant at what they do. Like brilliant at what they do. Their actual attitude towards a human aspect of the site to, to the job is shocking. Mm -hmm. That's not against that. That's not against them. That's because they're so good at delivering yeah. numbers. So good at it. You know, there's one who's just been recently made up to a managing director of a company, and I can see why he's there. But his attitude towards the person behind the job is shocking. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there is still work to be done, and by doing stuff like this, you are carrying on that great work. And you know, I I, I envisage where I want. By the time my boys are old enough, hopefully they don't work on site. Um, if they do, be joiners or plumbers because <laughs> they make the most money. Um, that it'll be, it's not even a conversation anymore. And that's that's where we want to go with it. Right, Kelly, I've got her in the podcast. But before I go, just need to do something. So go on. I've got this shirt up here. Mm. And I'm trying my best to write a little message. Oh. Sign me. I would appreciate it, and I'll tell you what we're doing with it at the end. Um, guys, that's all we've got time for this week. Make sure that you're subscribing on your favourite podcast channel. Um, people can get a jark on social media, and you've got a website, and if you're looking for work in the Cambridgeshire or Norfolk area, Kelly's the person to go to. Um, yeah, so make, make sure you stay subscribed. <laughs>